Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thursday, the 8th of February. <clears throat> Man, we're almost in the middle of this month. I um, want to thank you for joining me today. A uh, couple commercials, and then we'll get into the word. Um, <clears throat> if you want to help uh, support this ministry, you can go to Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com, and that'll get you there. You can get my uh, for a donation of $20 or more, you can get both of my books delivered to you. And uh, one of them is called SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. It's a 5 to 10 minute per day devotional. And uh, also you can get my book called From Breakdown to Breakthrough, My Journey to Soul Health. And uh, that book is uh, has deals with resources for soul health. Uh, you can also get, if you ask for them, for a dollar a piece, these little wristbands that say seek God's kingdom whenever I minister to somebody what I do is I give them one of those so that they have something to remind them of their encounter uh, with the Lord and so that's where we are and uh, today we are talking about um, uh, Lazarus we're in John chapter 11 um, also uh, you know just to let you know well, we'll talk about that later all right so in John chapter 11 we're going to go to verse uh, 25. Um, actually, let's do this. Let's, yeah, verse 25, we'll start with that. <clears throat> Martha, Jesus said, you don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection and the life, uh, and I am eternal life. Anyone who clings to me in faith, even though he dies, will live forever. And the one who lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Now, Jesus here is talking about salvation, healing, and soul health, okay? He's talking about all of those things. Uh, you will never die. Do you believe this? Now, Martha, I don't. she probably heard, if not saw, him heal the blind man. Maybe she didn't see him, but she had to hear, hear about it. She had to hear about the, um, uh, about the water in the wine she saw what happened to mary okay and uh, and martha replied yes lord i do i've always believed that you are the anointed one the son of god who has come into the world for us and then she left and hurried off now we get to see how this transition with martha she missed it okay she was thinking here and God was, Jesus was trying to take her deeper uh, into this. Do you believe that I can do, that I, you know, that I am the resurrection? God is resurrection. God always comes to you as I am. I am your provider. I am your healing. I am your refuge. I am your banner. All of these things God is. The seven redemptive names of God are important, and we'll get into them at another time, but the part of them are that God is your shepherd. He protects you. He, 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 he helps you. Another thing that God is, he is your righteousness. We are not righteous. The Bible says that in, in Isaiah. He says all of our righteousness is like filthy rags. And so we don't have righteousness in ourselves, but God is our righteousness. He is our shepherd. He is our rest. 
He is all of those things. If we would put our trust in him, he will be all of them. What is it that you need from God today? Do you need comfort? I am comfort. We have Holy Spirit who is our comforter. Jesus, or The Bible says that those who come to him, he will in no way cast out. You come to God, he won't cast you out. That's a good word right there. So <clears throat> she goes and gets Mary, and Mary is down at the tomb. Sorry, uh, Mary comes out. The mourners thought she was coming to Jesus. We talked about this yesterday. Okay, so let's go to, um, and, then, and then Mary chose what was good. And that was to sit at the feet of Jesus. If things are falling apart around you, come to the feet of Jesus. Go to his feet. Things happen. But, and I hear people say this all the time. I have this. I, I have sickness. I have a cold. I have uh, cancer. I have um, a broken leg. Well, yeah, you may, those things may be on the outside, but you have to understand that you have Jesus and you have to take him and let him be your Lord. Let him be what you are looking for. Let him be the answer to those things. Yes, you have those maybe in the natural, but we are eternal, supernatural, uh, well, let me be careful here. Um, we have Jesus who is eternal. We have eternal life if we are believers. We are not temporal beings anymore. We are eternal beings. <clears throat> and so we have to come to that. So Mary goes and sits at his feet, and Martha's upset at her for not helping out in the kitchen. But Jesus says, to her, to Martha, Mary has chosen the better thing. <clears throat> so then he has to comfort Mary. And, and, and Jesus always has compassion. I will have compassion. I will have mercy on those whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on those whom I have compassion. And so we have to recognize that Jesus is doing things in us that cause us to, uh, to, 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 to be comforted, to be helped, to be, uh, a to be a refuge for us. And then Jesus finally just says, hey, listen, tell me where you laid him. And then, so they went and they showed him. And Jesus wept, you know, in, in, in 1135, shortest verse in the Bible in many translations, Jesus wept. Tears streamed down his face. We don't know why tears, you know, some people have said tears streamed down his face because of the unbelief that was around him. The sadness that was around him in the atmosphere. Sometimes you will feel things in the atmosphere, but always run to God's heart. God's heart is always a heart of compassion. And seeing Jesus weep, it, it caused the mourners to say, Look how much he loved Lazarus. Yet others said, isn't this the one who opens blind eyes? And here we want to kind of begin here. Isn't this the one who opens the blind eyes? 
Why didn't he do something to keep Lazarus from dying? See, the mourners were professional mourners. They get paid to mourn. People hire them to mourn around them. Um, you know, weep with those who weep, laugh with those who laugh, rejoice with those who rejoice. And these mourners were living in doubt because they kind of felt like death was the last. Death was the last one. Couldn't he keep Lazarus from dying? <clears throat> and then Jesus, with intense emotions, verse 38, came to the tomb, a cave with a stone placed over the entrance, and Jesus told them, roll away the stone. Remember, with every miracle, somebody, especially the one being healed, has to take a step. Remember the guy at the, um, uh, the, the water into wine? It didn't turn into wine until they brought it to the master of the ceremony. The blind guy, he was laying on the, uh, on the floor. Get up, take up your bed and walk. Stretch out your hand. Anything that, that um, any healing that Jesus did required somebody to take a step. I shouldn't say require, but somebody had to take a step in order to be healed. If you don't walk in faith, remember it is faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you don't have faith, you can't please God. Remember, faith is the thing that's, that uh, stirs God's heart. So Jesus says, roll away the stone. Now Martha said, but Lord, it's now been four days. By now his body is already decomposing. Many versions say, but you know, he stinks. And Jesus looked at her and said, didn't I tell you that if you will believe in me, you will see God unveil his power. You will see God unveil his power. You will see the glory of God. See, she was still thinking in terms of someday in the great by and by. But Jesus was talking now. You can't just think of the miracles, signs, and wonders of God to be something for the great by and by. God is good. He's always good. He's never bad. He's always good. <clears throat> And then so he says, roll away the stone. So they roll it away, and it was a heavy stone. And Jesus gazed into heaven and said, Father, thank you that you have heard my prayer, for you listen to every word that I speak now, so that these who stand here with me will believe that you've sent me to the earth as your messenger. I will use the power you have given me. And then with a loud voice, Jesus shouted with authority, Lazarus, Come out of the tomb, or Lazarus, come forth. <clears throat> when you came to Jesus, Jesus shouted with a loud voice, Tom, come out of your tomb. He's telling you, asking you. He's drawing you. He's saying, come out of your tomb. Now, many people say that if he didn't say Lazarus, come forth, everybody that was dead in the tomb would come out. But he said, Lazarus, come out come out of the tomb. And then in front of everyone, Lazarus, who had died four days earlier, slowly hobbled out. In verse 44, he still had his grave clothes tightly wrapped around his hands and feet, covering his face. And Jesus said to them, unwrap him and let him loose. 
The burial customs in the Middle East were to wrap the corpse in white clothes from neck to feet, and then they would put a, a, a handkerchief over the face. Remember, when Jesus uh, resurrected, Peter, they saw the grave clothes on the place where they laid him, but they saw the, the handkerchief or the covering of the face somewhere else. Loose him and let him go. And from that day forward, many of those who had come to visit Mary believed in him, for they had seen with their own eyes this amazing miracle. That is the reason why Jesus does miracle signs and wonders. And he said, these signs will follow those who believe. God shows off in a good way. God shows off his power and people come to believe. That is the reason why God has anointed us for such a time as this. Not for any reason, except for the fact that he wants to let men see your good works, Matthew 5 says, that they may glorify your Father who is in heaven. Unwrap him and let him loose. And then many believed. But a few went back to inform the Pharisees what Jesus had done. Now, I don't know, I have no idea why. We're going to tell on you. So the Pharisees and the chief priests called a special meeting of the high council and said, so what are we going to do about this man? Look at all the miracles he's performing. And if we allow him to continue like this, everyone believe, will believe him. And the Romans will take action and destroy both our country and our people. <clears throat> They're going to destroy our place. Now, understand this. They want to shut him down, not because of, you know, not because of the things he had said or that he made himself equal with God, they want to shut him down because they were afraid of man. You cannot be afraid of man. You must have a fear of God in your heart. The high priests weren't necessarily upset at Jesus. They were just upset at what he was doing that was going to cause Rome to go in an uproar. Uh, you know, and I don't know, I do know a lot about Roman, uh, the Roman Empire, but I do know that they were very uh, spiritual people. They loved supernatural things. But see, the Jews were always looking for the Messiah to rid them of Roman rule. Jesus didn't come to do that, to establish a kingdom on earth. He wanted to establish heaven's kingdom on earth. You know, I know many people, and we should, as a church, as a body of Christ, we should be involved in the, um, in the government. I believe we should. But the thing is, many people want to bring, they want to legislate the kingdom of God instead of bringing the kingdom of God. They want to legislate... Um, <clears throat> They want to legislate righteousness instead of leading people in the paths of righteousness. He will lead you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's what the Bible teaches. And so you have to recognize that it's not by 
it's it's not by changing legislation that will bring revival to the earth. The thing that brings revival to the earth is not the legislation or not the government, because the Bible says that the government is on his shoulders. We are his shoulders. He is the head. We are his shoulders. And we, by representing Jesus on earth and, and, and bringing his kingdom, remember the, the model prayer, your kingdom come. In other words, kingdom come. Will be done. God's will be done. You're, it's more of a declaration, a, 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 a decree rather than a suggestion or a um, prayer. I'm telling you this because there is a feeling, a sense today that we have to bring, I believe the greatest revival yet to see, uh, yet to be seen is yet future and that God is bringing it. I remember I was laying before the Lord uh, and on October 19th, 2019, I was laying before the Lord and the Lord spoke to me and he said, stop praying for revival and prepare for revival. First will come a great shaking. I don't know what that shaking is. I thought it was COVID. Uh, could be these wars that are going on. First will be a great shaking and then the billions souls revival will take place. In other words, that at least 2 billion people will be born again in this revival. And it won't be because of one person preaching. It will be because the body of Christ is coming together, is coming as one, as a mighty army, a bride army that will come and destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. I don't understand why these people went to the Pharisees. I don't know, I don't know why, but they did. At some point, you just got to stop it and just say, you know, do you want to have other people be born again? Of course you do. But their goal was not to have the Pharisees come to Jesus. Their goal was to get Jesus out of there because he was destroying all the things that he was wanting to, that they were wanting to do. Passivity is not going to bring revival. It's another word for another time. Many believed Mary when they visited her and had seen Lazarus raised from the dead. It must have freaked everybody out. But remember, when Jesus rose from the dead, 500 others came out of their tombs. <laughs> God is so funny. Anyway, well, that's where we're going to end it today. We're going to end it at verse 48. We'll, we'll get back into it, probably pick up verse 47 and get to this third part of chapter 11. And I want to remind you to subscribe, please, to my YouTube channel, Tom and Sarah. Or you can subscribe to my podcast, Tom and Sarah, Abounding Hope. Uh, you can like, share, comment on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, share this with your friends. Let friends know the power of God. We're going to be going through the Bible. 
So, so do that, okay? And God will, uh, God can use it. It's a one way you can help out monetarily. And uh, if you want to give into this ministry, I take Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Uh, go ahead and give into the ministry, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. And I'll get you those addresses and you can go ahead and give. I'm looking to raise $400 pledged, $400 a month, so that we can do the ministry, the street ministry that we do, uh, go and help people. Uh, part of what I want to do not only is to help the homeless, but sometimes God says, pay for that guy's meal or pay for that guy's groceries or that lady's groceries. We want to help uh, people that are struggling, single parents. We're not doing it um, for, we just want to say, hey, God loves you. Many people, especially in Reading, many people are struggling financially struggling to make it and we're here to help so i'm asking to pledge four to five hundred dollars a month if everybody if i can get 400 people to pledge a dollar a month if i can get 40 people to pledge ten dollars a month 80 people to pledge five dollars a month if i can get 400 uh you know one person to pledge four hundred dollars any way that we can get it um, that's what we want to do. And we want to see God uh, get his full reward. Also, I'm going to be going to Bible school this, uh, this September. And, um, and, if, and if you want to donate into that, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. And, um, and I will tell you how to give into that. It's going to be $5, about $5,000 for the school and another $2,000 for the missions trip, so $7,000. And, um, you know, so if you want to give into that, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com, and we'll get that for you. Um, I'm trying to think, get my books. $20 donation, a minimum of $20 uh, donation or more will give you uh, SOS, a 50-day journey into the heart of God. And also it'll get uh, from breakdown to breakthrough, my journey to soul health. Um, and has resources for for uh, soul healing and the coming out of your breakdowns uh, or the breakdowns that we may feel. Go where God is. And, and, and God speaks to you. Give whatever he tells you to do, okay? Do what he does. Um, yeah, so go ahead and do that. Subscribe, etc., and go and do the works that Jesus does. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.